I want you guys to know I had a lot of fun putting this talk together, and I learned some things. What's really fun is when you learn something that you didn't know you didn't know. And there was a lot I didn't know that I didn't know. Anyway, um, my first question is, how many of you painted eggs this past week or the week before? Anybody? You guys painted eggs. All right, you did, you did. Anybody else? Yeah, you guys did, okay. Who's gonna go on an Easter egg hunt today? All right, you guys are. Anybody else? Oh, how many of you, oh, you are, yes. How many of you filled eggs, like plastic eggs, you didn't paint them, but you filled them with like goodies and stuff? Did you do that? Yeah. How many of you think you might come across a chocolate egg today? Anybody? Yeah, oh good, I'm gonna come to your house. <laughs> Have you heard of egg rolling? Has anybody heard of egg rolling? That was new to me. Anybody gonna do an egg rolling today? Yeah, me neither. But it looks kind of fun. We're gonna talk about that. So, so here's, here's what I found out. Because I was really curious about painting eggs and where did that ever come from? Does anybody know where that came from? Painting eggs? Anybody have an idea? Yeah, oh good, okay. So this is all gonna be new for you too. I found out that even in prehistoric times, people were decorating eggs. Now, the ostriches in the way, those are ostrich eggs that have been painted and etched, and they were found in Africa by paleontologists who say they're 60,000 years old. Did you know people were painting eggs 60,000 years ago? Because I didn't know that. Um, eggs in the world antiquity were associated with death, but also rebirth and kingship. So as far back as 5,000 years ago, Sumerians and Egyptians were burying eggs with their beloved ones in the hope that they would be born again in the spiritual realm. And so people often also ate eggs at funerals, hoping for that. Here is an egg from that time period. It was discovered in the Ur of the Chaldeans, and it dates back to the time of Abraham, who is the pioneer of monotheistic faith. That's the very beginning of Hebrew history. Here is an Egyptian egg, and it comes from the time of Moses. And in many Passover services, so you know they had eggs in that day, in many Passover services today, and we'll see this maybe next week, the Seder plate has an egg on it, and it's hard-boiled. And so some rabbis explain that the egg on the Seder plate represents new life, because, because we remember that inside that egg is a little chick, and it's going to emerge. And so the Hebrew people are likened to that little chick in the egg, and they're emerging from enslavement in Egypt to a life of liberty during the Exodus. Freedom. All right. The egg is also roasted, which changes its color. And this roasting can represent the roasted lamb, but it also represents the hardships of life, and it also represents... Um, the potential for life, the emerging. So there's sorrow and loss and tears from what was before, the loss. We remember what was and is no more. But then we also are being rebirthed and 
going into a potential of a life full of abundance. So here are the Hebrew people, and they're emerging. They're going to go through those waters. They're going to leave behind their lives, their homes, everything, and they're going to come out the other side. And the egg represents all that. But the egg also represents the hardships that they experienced in Egypt. And that's where a lot of those tears come from. And it also represents, as you can see there, that they're dipping this egg in salt water to remember that the hardships bring tears. Loss brings tears. All right. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. There's a Phoenician egg. And it comes from the time of David. And this is actually when Phoenicia developed a relationship with Israel because this was in a time of abundance for the Hebrew people. This is when their nation came together. That's a map of when the, the tribes were just getting together. And that's David leading his mighty men in victory as they brought all the tribes together and conquered uh, all the peoples that they had to conquer. All right. <clears throat> At the beginning of the first century, according to some rabbis, eggs were known as a symbol of freedom because the Romans loved to eat eggs at all their feasts. Now, why would that represent freedom? Because the Romans were the rulers of everybody. So they were free because they were on top. And everybody else watched them eating eggs thinking, oh man, I wish I had that egg of freedom. But my question now, and I bet your question too, is what do eggs have to do with Jesus being raised from the dead? It is 60,000 years of history, some important eggs that we've gone through. And I thought, before, before I tell you what I think, have you put together any of the symbols in your head about why eggs might come to mind for the resurrection? I'll give you, I'll give you like... A couple of seconds to just tell me an idea. We, we can, if you have a mic. Yes, I do. Anybody have an idea why this 60,000 years of history here might make eggs good for resurrection? Uh-huh. New creations when we're raised from the dead, uh -huh. then we're, you know, we're symbolized by the egg turning into something new. Good, yeah. Lots of good ideas there. Maybe a couple more ideas left. Um, one thing is I like... Um, <laughs> It'll come back to you. I was going to say, we were talking about this with the boys this week, and an egg is like a tomb, and it opens up mm. and life comes out of it. Nice. Oh, that is a great analogy. Uh, well, you said uh, they had eggs for victory and freedom and such, so I mean, that's Jesus' resurrection is ultimate freedom. Yeah, you nailed it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we got most of the ideas that I had. Any other ideas? Oh, good, we got one left. Excellent. I've always heard it uh, explained that um, uh, an egg is kind of like the 
symbol of the uh, three-person uh, God, Father, God, Son, and Spirit. Now that's prophetic, Patty, because that's going to show up at the end. <laughs> well done. That's good. That's good. All right. <laughs> Isn't that the greatest? You guys are way ahead of me. All right. So, kids, you guys got a coloring page. Anybody not have one that would love to have one? Now's your big chance. Because we're going to do a fun activity. Do you see the words at the bottom? There's nine eggs and nine words. So here, if you're willing to play the game, you're going to see some eggs show up on these slides. And they're going to match with a word on your page. And let's see if you can draw a line from the word to the egg. I'll try not to go too, too fast. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to imagine the first time that Christians celebrated the resurrection. Now, now the first time when Jesus was being raised from the dead, that was a celebration, but they didn't really have a chance to have a party. They were too busy being scared. But, okay, but I'm thinking... The first year after Jesus rose from the dead, that was a way different story. And they were all celebrating. And I want you to get, try and get inside their minds and think about everything that they knew about eggs and that their ancestors knew about eggs and that the ancestors of their ancestors knew about eggs. Because God had been preparing people from prehistoric times to understand what Jesus did. Because from the beginning of human history, of human memory, eggs had been being developed as this perfect symbol. So you see up there an egg, kids? That's a prophetic egg. They didn't realize that an egg held such prophecy in it, but it did. Eggs were associated with death and with loss. Tears and mourning symbolizing Jesus' death on the cross. But eggs were also associated with burial, sealing the cross, or sealing the tomb. You see that shadow of the cross on there. I don't know that, that uh, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea buried eggs with Jesus, but you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if I find that out in heaven and they tell me. Eggs also symbolize resurrection. And new life. See that egg up there, kids? Just as Jesus rose from the dead. And in a similar way, God's people experience rebirth. Just like God led the Hebrew people from enslavement in Egypt to a new life in the promised land, so now Jesus leads everyone who will follow him, everyone, from enslavement to sin and corruption and death, to be reborn into a new life with God for all eternity. But there's more, because eggs are linked to abundance, the fruitful life filled with blessing. In ancient times, people used to give each other, give new couples eggs when they got married because they wanted the, the young couple to experience a fruitful and abundant life. They knew that life was precious and fragile, and they wanted people to enjoy blessings as they married and had children. And the New Testament writers tell us that that's what we get to have in abundance. But there's even more because eggs are connected to kingship. See the egg kids? 
And that's where Jesus is now. Jesus sits at the right hand of God the Father. Jesus is the king of the cosmos. Jesus is the Lord over both physical reality and the spiritual realm. That's everything seen and unseen. Things known, but things we don't even know to know. King and Lord over the whole universe. And because Jesus is the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords, Jesus has set us free. We've moved out from under earthly kingdoms and earthly rulers into the kingdom of God, not just as citizens, but as sons and daughters of the king himself. That makes us feasting on eggs because we are free. We are the freest of free people. And I don't remember who said this. Was it you, Jesse, that that talked about cracking the egg open? No, okay. Yeah, right? Okay, well, cracking the egg very early on in Christian tradition became a symbol of Jesus' tomb being cracked open by the earthquake. And that was sort of breaking open new life, life that can't be contained. And then another tradition, oops, go back. That's the egg rolling contest. That was new for me. But there they are. Maybe that will inspire you guys. You can, you know, once you find your eggs, you can just roll them along. Because, <laughs> and because what did the egg rolling represent? Think of something that rolled the morning that Jesus was raised from the dead. Huh? Right? Yeah. The angels rolled that stone away with ease, and so we can roll eggs with ease. Even have a race. <laughs> All right. There's another tradition. This comes from my background. The ones with the, the two that have a red egg and a blue egg, that, those are Italian. But there's a, a whole tradition of baking whole eggs into bread for Easter morning. Now, what does that make you think of? Bread. Bread of life. And so the resurrection and the bread of life are our feast for Easter morning. Doesn't that sound wonderful? And to this day, actually, many people do fast. And in ancient times, they fasted from meat and dairy, which meant that they didn't have eggs for 40 days. So what's the first thing they wanted to eat on Sunday morning when it was Easter, right? Yeah, they would feast on eggs and bread. In the first few centuries of Christianity, now this is the one that I couldn't trace down, but my guess is probably around 2nd century, believers in Mesopotamia began to paint their eggs red. Why do you think that is? Blood is the blood of Christ. And so they would paint all their eggs red, but they also uh, began to paint yellow and green, colors of spring, thinking about the new life springing up out of the cold, dead winter, the cold, dead tomb. Okay, other cultures have these intricately decorated painted eggs. How many of you painted your eggs to look like that? (laughs) They're beautiful, aren't they? Um, and, And they did this just out of the sheer joy of what an egg represents and what the resurrection represents. It's beautiful. It's vibrant. It's full of life. It's so wonderful you can't take it in. 
all with one look. You have to just keep turning it and turning it to see how amazing this is. It's a spiritually rich life represented in those eggs right now. Wonderful to be raised up with Christ. And then we're going to go to Patty's point. The early believers were trying to make sense of what Jesus had demonstrated because Jesus was teaching them about the nature of God. And the nature of God is, is one, that's the Shema, which Jewish believers had been, well, they'd been praying it a couple of times a day at least. The Lord is one. But the Lord is also three. But the Lord is one. But the Lord is three. How can the threeness of God be one? How can the oneness of God be three? And I think at some point, a believer must have picked up an egg and said, I think it works. It's one egg, but it's three, but it's one. I think this could be a symbol of the threeness and oneness of God. And when, when an egg is whole, it's smooth. It's not perfectly round, but it's roundish, which brings to mind no beginning, no end. There's eternity here, and there's wholeness here, infinity. And that brings us full circle, because when you hold an egg now in your hand, you're going to realize that this is a 60,000-year-old prophecy preparing people for the most stupendous thing that has ever happened on earth, the resurrection of our Lord. From humanity's earliest memory, eggs were holding a special meaning, and it was going to be revealed on a particular day and time, today, 2,000 years ago. And it's the whole gospel story. God the Father sent God the Son to conquer death on the cross and to be raised up victorious, the victorious king, in the power of God the Holy Spirit, to open the way of freedom into eternity for you and me, to be reborn, to move from this life to an abundant life forever with God. I think that's worth singing about. Let's all stand and sing Christ our Lord is risen today.